Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is episode three of the Yoga Life Podcast. Um, This week we're talking about stayer, non-stealing. But to start with, how have you been, Alex? Good, darling. How have you been? Good, good. Not bad. Been a busy week. Yeah, good busy. Yeah, good busy. You? Uh, Nice, actually. Yeah, no, no complaints. Nice. Starting to feel like spring out there. Um, We talked about Satya last week. Um, Have you used it in the last week? Have you noticed? So Satya, for those of you who haven't listened to last week yet, uh, is uh, truthfulness. Um, Oh, have I used it? probably oh uh kind of a weird one so we talked about last week how i guess why truthfulness hurts people mm-hmm. um and i guess my experience with truthfulness this week was i had the feeling of um it felt like i was being lied to right and it bummed me out a oh. lot uh it really kind of got to me and the person who did the suspected lying is a renowned liar oh but I've never been on the receiving end of it um and it just it really really bummed me out and it just really reinforced how much being lied to or lying can cause hurt even by the smallest thing um and I guess it was mixed with because it was a lie to manipulate which made it sit really badly with me um yeah and it's just I needed to work through the motions of it and okay well regardless of whether she's telling the truth or lying what do I actually want to do in this situation do I want to play into her hands do I not do I want to just do what is right out of kindness which obviously is what I decided to do mm-hmm. but um yeah it was really really tricky because the the gut reaction I'll be completely honest was to be spiteful right because I'd been lied to I've well yeah. I felt like I've been lied to I'm almost 99% sure I was lied to and all I wanted to do was get her back yeah but I didn't obviously because <laughs> it's just pointless it's, why would I cause hurt to someone else yeah and especially an innocent party and it probably made myself feel worse so I chose obviously the high ground but yeah so it was kind of weird it wasn't necessarily truthfulness in me being making sure I was being honest it was being on the receiving end of lies and how hurtful they can be which then reinforces how much truthfulness for us is important because we don't want to go around hurting other people and do you think that you notice it more because you're maybe you've been, you've studied this and you're more attuned to it? So maybe you're picking up on it. Oh, maybe because you're being more aware of truthfulness. I mean, that maybe, yeah, and also just this yeah. person's track record. Yeah, I yeah, I suppose you also all our talks about it as well come back to why were they lying in the first place? And I suppose there's some reason behind that and money right money yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I guess that's a big reason why lots of people lie oh definitely Definitely I would say trigger money and sex are probably the main reasons people lie (laughs) yes definitely almost be and power with those three I reckon every single lie is rooted in one of those three Mm. probably yeah what about you Dawny I suppose mine was not a big, big thing. It's just you're chatting to someone about dating guys and a guy being just a bit on and off, bit in and out. And previously I may have taken that and gone, oh, well, there's probably a reason behind it. Maybe you need to find out or, you know, kind of whitewash it, kind of fluff it up and be like, give him the benefit of the doubt, whatever. But my instinct really this week was just, no. Like he isn't into you. It's not right. It's not working. You're not made for each other. Just almost say it as it is, because really there wouldn't be this back and forth if it was going to work. And so I kind of just came out with it without even thinking. Wow. And how did your friend take it? No, they agreed. They agreed. They were glad to hear it. 
and they yeah they did agree and I suppose they'd already started to process that idea themselves so just hearing it from someone else reinforces that yeah definitely rather than that clinging on to the thought that it might work had a really interesting conversation this morning actually about a friend similar sort of situation guy playing very very hot and cold having met online yeah. but he was playing very very hot and cold and her gut for a while maybe two three, no she's been chatting to him for five weeks I think she said mm. and the last few weeks her she's essentially had this gut feeling that it's not right yeah essentially she found out that she, her gut feeling was spot on yeah. and she was just like I have to go with my gut yeah and I think that was the thing with the lies to me earlier in the week as well yeah. that my gut feeling said I'm being lied to yeah. and it's just I think that it, it says a lot you yeah a, a woman's gut usually right I think. And I think we lie to ourselves to cover up the gut feeling if we don't like the gut feeling absolutely that's yeah we talk ourselves out of the gut feeling yeah yeah, yeah. when really we should listen to our gut women's guts are very clever very clever um have you ever read the book gut no oh it's brilliant is it is it about gut feelings or actually your gut well actually she talks about it she does talk about gut feelings um but it is also about how the gut works and digestive system and i feel like we said gut so many times (laughs) and then now sounds weird yeah Uh, Uh, this is definitely not a podcast about your gut guys (laughs) not today but who knows what will come in the future yeah (laughs) yes anyway so this week we're on to astea the third yammer yes non-stealing so um firstly why might we consider stealing in the first place or or what does this mean like should we start with what does this mean yes let's start with what it means um so to stay at non-stealing uh again it's much like the last two uh where we were like it's kind of obvious you don't go around punching people in the face mm-hmm. it's also kind of obvious that you don't go around lying And again, with this one, it's also kind of obvious that you don't go around stealing people's possessions. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very much so. So again, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a little bit of a thing of stealing people's possessions, please stop. That is rule (laughs) one of a stayer, non-stealing. It's not good, essentially. And the law. law. Forgot about that bit. It is against the law. No matter how small it is, it's against the law. Even the pick and mix sweets steal them <laughs> it's still stealing um, so again it kind of feels very very obvious as to what a stayer is however as with all these yoga philosophies and ideas it tra- or travels um through so many other different different concepts mm-hmm. uh so the first thing that we could look to which i feel is a very 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 common one is um wasting people's time yes so this I think we all do yeah not purposefully often but sometimes purposefully uh and if you waste someone's time that is you are stealing that person's time and it is completely you can't replace it it's gone once it's gone it's gone um and so it's really quite a large form of violence so that is ticking the ahimsa box as well um if you're doing on purpose you're probably lying or are your lies leading you to waste someone's time so like your friend my friend who have both been had their time wasted by these on-off men um yeah that's uh, a classic stealing their time yes stealing their energy their emotion everything so um a time wasting time wasting i always think is a great way to start the topic of a stayer because it's so easily done and without even realizing that we do it um, yeah. But we also, obviously, because all of these we also do to ourselves, we also waste our own time and we steal our own time. Just looking at your phone and seeing yeah. how much time you spend on social media, you are stealing your own time. And when you look at it like that, it suddenly becomes, in, well, it becomes a shock as to how much time we waste um, just on social media alone. I had pretty much a full day off my phone yesterday. My God amazing so good just all my apps switch off on a Sunday anyway but I often find myself unlocking them and looking anyway (laughs) yesterday because I was so busy Mother's Day and whatnot it was I just was hardly on my phone I think it accumulated to an over an hour just over an hour for all usage yesterday that's amazing great achievement so lovely whereas on a work day oh it can hit six easy yeah just from doing um, 
yeah, just from doing rec class recordings um, and then doing social medias on all three accounts. Uh, and it's just, it takes up so much time. I guess this also links back into the truthfulness because then how much of that six hours, for example, is actually work? And then how much is strolling? St strolling or scrolling? I mean, I scroll and stroll at the same time. Yeah, Stro <laughs> stroll through Instagram. Yeah, why not? Took a stroll. Yeah, Took a stroll through Facebook. Um, yeah. My version of hell. Uh, <laughs> so um, it's really just trying to notice how much of our own time we waste and steal. Uh, and this in itself is tricky to notice because I feel like um, time wasting is rooted in poor habits mm -hmm. or bad habits or habits in general. Um, so we waste time by hitting the snooze button and laying in bed. We're taking away valuable minutes from our day. Uh, we waste time by scrolling social media. It just seems like we always pick on social media. It's I think the it's an amazing issue. tool. Yeah. It's one of them. Um, yeah. We waste time by perhaps we knew we wanted to finish a certain book by a certain time or a podcast by a certain time, but instead of actually listening to that work, or book or whatever it was we choose to call a friend instead yeah. um we waste time oh god i did that this morning yeah this morning i wanted to get on and do some coursework no i phoned my sister an hour <laughs> later i'm still talking okay. you i think donna you're just gonna have to accept that when you call your sister it's yeah. gonna be an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i should just allocate that time and not tell myself it's just a five minute chat before i do something else yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect example of last week's. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for sure, it just that kind of thing. It's a constant stealing. We. Um, so, oh, I can't think. Of, well, you don't need any more examples of how you steal time. But then you've also got the end of the day. So we've done the morning. If you look at the end of the day, do you steal from yourself um, sleep? by cruising Netflix, watching another episode, getting on your phone and scrolling social media again. Like, are you stealing sleep from yourself? Um, and then that travels really nicely into health. And how are you um, stealing your own health in a way of, oh, well, I'm choosing not to go for a walk or a run or do exercise. I'm choosing to eat this bad, bad food. I'm using quotations again. Everything's fine in moderation. Uh, <laughs> choosing to eat poorly again I'm choosing to eat a bag of kettle chips for dinner instead of eating actual vegetables and this kind of thing and you're stealing your own health um and so it it's all quite interlinked but it's noticing our own behaviors um first and as yeah. always we then work into what we're doing to other people as well so what do you think re-stealing where would where did your mind go straight away to all of the to all aspects really I mean I instantly went to stealing from yourself because I feel, again, like we said, like uh, we're taught we don't steal from other people in a physical sense. But then there is the, in the emotional and mental sense, there is stealing. Um, so initially, a first thought was things like, how do we steal from ourselves? So say, for example, on the yoga mat is one, we're in class and we're pushing beyond our healthy healthy boundaries because we're afraid of not looking good. Mm -hmm. So we're in class and we're maybe pushing into a pose that our body's not ready for, and we're going to it anyway because we because we want to look good. We want, our ego needs a good feed, um, but really we're going to push and cause a, an injury or just a bit of discomfort that's then going to be with us for the rest of the day or the week or our next yoga session. We've stolen from our future self then. So we've stolen that ability. Maybe we've pushed and hurt a shoulder or something. And we've stolen from the whole of the next week's practice because we then can't do what we wanted to do. Um, I think the example of CrossFit that we've both dabbled in before is a great example of where we can steal from our future selves. That the ego does start to get in, doesn't it? When we're competing, even just competing against ourselves, we'll push ourselves. And then the next day we can't do anything because we're broken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, lo I love that analogy. And it's yeah. so true. It's as soon as our little ego gets in charge and yeah. we're just stealing from future self. I yes. love that. And I think I definitely, example this week, I definitely stopped myself. I went for a run on Friday, first time after spraining my ankle sort of twice in two weeks and was running and it felt good, but it got to the point where it did start to hurt. And firstly, truthfulness came in and I was like, no, this is, this is hurting. 
and I could have carried on. I could have just like pushed through, but I didn't want to then not be able to do another run in a few days time. I didn't want to, you know, hurt it to the point where I had to rest all weekend. So it was taking that step back and be like, ah, running buddy, can we walk now, please? Oh, see, that's great. Just that's yeah. perfect. It's that awareness, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, with the yoga mat um, an analogy, uh, I guess another thing that we can do often do is um, judge ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we can get really irritated or frustrated by a certain pose or even a whole session. You know, we move through it just feeling like we're struggling in every which way. And then we steal our own mood. Mm. And this is common in like it's so easy to take off the yoga mat in work, in relationships, in our home life with kids. Like it's so easy just to get in this funk, head funk, and then that's it for the day or the next hour or the next whatever, however long. If it's big enough, next two weeks. But we are stealing our own good mood. Yeah. So we went into the class in a pretty whatever, cool, whatever mood and then came out of it pissed off. And we're just, we're just ruining our own day. I say a lot. I say ruining your own day a lot because I refuse to do it. I'm like, no, I'm not letting this ruin my day. Yeah. Um, And my example of feeling like I'm being lied to and manipulated at the beginning of the week or at the uh, beginning of last week, I'm not going to lie. That put me in a funk for the rest of the day. Yeah. Absolutely did. And as much as I kept saying to myself, look, just whatever, it, it kept creeping in it kept coming back and I kept having to try and pull myself out of it but that was definitely a cloud um we can get into this sort of funk but at the end of the day you're just stealing your own mood that also goes into example that this person um potentially lied which is last week's episode mm-hmm. this week's episode episode stole your mood stole you know from your emotions yep Yep. Stole, stole a bit of your goodwill and your trust mm-hmm. and time oh God, and yeah. energy, you know? So yeah, like that's, you know, we can steal other people's moods, can't we? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, if we're moving away from the self and look to other yeah. people, that's just like, it's huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Um, but it is being very aware of how we are allowing our emotions to rule us and um, how we're, allowing our emotions to steal our own happiness yeah and it all uh so the definition of yoga one of the definitions of yoga part of it is um leveling out the fluctuations in the mind and so your fluctuations in the mind are that uh high level of happiness and pleasure or joy or whatever it happens to be right down to the low levels of depression anxiety sadness etc 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 so those are the fluctuations Whereas we can avoid the steep increase and decrease in those fluctuations by noticing this stuff and not allowing our own emotions to cause those fluctuations yeah, Um, or our own behaviors, our own thoughts. And so it becomes a case of getting on top of it before you really get pulled down into a hole. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so. And there's sort of a good quote or I, that I read um, about the whole stealing from your future self. It's like, do not rob yourself from experiencing life as it is. Oh. So, yeah, don't don't change the moment because you're thinking about the future. But then also don't steal from your future self. Bit of, bit of both. Link there, you, oh, God. I mean, it's a constant balance, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, we want to be in the moment absolutely but when it comes to a lot of things you need to be looking forward you also need to also glance back every now and then to learn from your past mistakes we don't want to dwell but we need to learn we need to learn so it's always good to sit in those um troublesome times to learn what you can from from every situation Mm -hmm. but then it's right i'm done with that now and move on this is how i can learn from it that is why that event happened and now i'm going to move on um yeah so with the fluctuations it really is just a case of trying to notice and draw yourself away from right do I want this tiny event which it usually is of course their life throws big events at us uh do I really want this tiny event aka a yoga class to ruin 
any of my time. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't want to give that yoga class that power over my life. I'm just going to let it go um, and not let it, essentially, not let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a good place to practice it. Very good. Very, very good. In yoga at the moment, what we're practicing is um, in my yoga classes, this is not an umbrella for all yoga. (laughs) In my yoga classes at the moment, we have um, a little, I don't know, three minute sometimes, a couple minute savasana at the beginning. And I usually give an intention or a focus for that class. And at the moment it is noticing the emotions that you feel as you move through it. Because there'll be emotions, for instance, that Savasana at the beginning, they might be like, oh, I love this. I don't mm-hmm. want it to end, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we move into a seated forward fold, let's say. And they're like, oh, hate it. Absolutely hate it. It's awful. Blah, 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 blah. And then the next pose they like. And then the next one they don't like. And so on and so forth. Or there's five, six, seven poses in a row that they don't like. And the constant reminder of, oh, I hate this pose. Oh, I don't like this pose oh, I hate this pose. It's just going to ruin your time doing that yeah. yoga class. Whereas if you try and notice and remove the attachment or the, the emotion from that situation, then real, really you're just noticing the sensations that you're feeling. You're noticing the breath. You're noticing what good things it's doing to your body. And then there's no real emotional tie. And therefore you come out of that yoga class not feeling like it's affected your mood at all. It's just really helped you, A, keep present, Mm-hmm. and B, improve your health, fitness, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So it's, it's very much a focus of, right, let's not let anything ruin our day. Yeah. Yeah. In my research before today, I mm. did, yeah, I did look at like why we might consider stealing in the first place. Um, and there's quite a lot of information on it, sort of historic as well. So something I did read, which was interesting. So Gandhi also saw how important this non-stealing was and considered it one of his 11 vows. So he expanded beyond the physical act of stealing um, in that mankind's greed and craving for artificial needs are also stealing. So just, I I started to go on to read that there was quite a lot in the greed. So greed and wants, and that's why people steal physically as well. or like our desire or want is the cause for stealing. You know, we want to keep up. We want to, we want everything that everyone else has got. It's, I suppose it is again, feeding that ego, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, then the root cause of that could be like our feeling of incompleteness, our sense of lack in ourselves, you know, and that's why we look elsewhere. What can we get from something else or someone else to boost ourselves? absolutely it's it is usually stealing is found, the founded in greed yeah um it is what where do we feel adequate well i want what they've got yeah um very very much so yeah uh, so even something as simple as time yeah well i don't feel i want them to not have time to do something else because i don't want them to succeed where i'm not yes um and so on and so forth it's it is horrible when you think of it that way because we all like to think of ourselves as not greedy. Yeah. yeah. It's a horrible label to have. If Imagine if someone described you behind your back as greedy. Oh, yeah. You'd, yeah, you would think the absolute worst. But it, Horrible. I suppose deep down we are all a little bit greedy because we all want this perfect life. Which doesn't exist. No. Which is crazy. Um, we're, yeah, we greed can go in two ways though if, if someone described you as greedy your initial instinct I think would be oh that's not very nice I yeah. don't like that blah, blah 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 however someone you could argue would be greedy for knowledge greedy but for experience yeah greedy for so it is greed in a way pushes us forwards mm. uh so what your whole point of yoga is to reach enli- enlightenment you've got to be damn greedy to reach enlightenment You have got to want it and want it a big time. So there is easy negative connotation to the word greed. However, if you're greedy in in the right way, um, I guess the way you would define it to be good or bad would be, uh, is it having, uh, how does it affect your karma? Mm -hmm. So if, um, 
apologies if karma the word has triggered anyone on this podcast <laughs> so you've got your karma so you're it's essentially every action has an equal and opposite reaction but also um if you put out your good karmas you'll get good karma back if you put out bad karma you'll put get bad karma back but there is also neutral karma um, which doesn't really do anything either way. Um, but that's incredibly difficult to find. So uh, doing performing a service with no expectation of return is a um, is a neutral karma. It's so hard to find that though, isn't it? Think Huge. of that Friends episode. Exactly what yes. I was about to yes. say. There's no such thing as a selfless good deed. Can't. Yeah, there's no such <laughs> thing as a selfless good deed because you feel good in yourself for doing it. Exactly. So yeah. it's really, really hard. Um, but so if we look at our karmas, uh, if your greed is leading you to receive negative karma or you're putting negative karma out there, that greed is a bad thing. Whereas if your greed is going to lead you to positive karma, mm-hmm. um, then that positive karma will come back to you. So it's always kind of leveling up. It's like, right, if I do this, it's something I really want, which arguably could be greed what is this actually putting out into the universe is it a positive energy or is it a negative energy is it based in a negative energy is it based in a positive energy and we need to look right back at the root as to what is fueling our greed in this situation i am always greedy for a good new book for something to learn i'd love to learn um now how is that going to affect my karma i don't think me getting any more intelligent is going to hurt anyone other than my massive brain (laughs) <laughs> uh, depends then what you let drop to the wayside in your pursuit for it doesn't it I suppose it's, we have to excess of anything these days or it, at all ever, ever is seemed as bad in because if you're greedy for that next book that reading and you drop everything else and let everything else suffer and relationships suffer for the pursuit of it then yep that is also bad yeah so that greed for success that greed for knowledge yeah if you just that's all your life is about and you don't keep anything else going then yeah it couldn't it could be bad yeah. because it could be uh causing damage to those yeah. around you however if you are a hermit and enjoy being a hermit and just yeah. want to pursue pursue knowledge then it hurts no one so this it is, is looking at it look it, it has taken so many different <laughs> yeah so many different avenues but um everything in moderation how have i said that twice already yeah. in this podcast? <laughs> and um, every time we talk about greed i can't help but think of uh you know matilda and the chocolate cake that yes. that's my picture of greed yeah i can't even he was think forced of to do it yes though. because he was greedy but it was sad <laughs> well little guy i've forgotten his name no so have i but that's what I think of greed. I just think of that chocolate cake. I think of um, the film Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how people perceive greed, isn't it? It's either food or money. Yeah. But actually you can be greedy for anything. And sometimes being greedy for money isn't actually a negative karma. No. Because... And again, it depends how how you're greedy for money. If you're going around stealing it and robbing banks... That's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, whereas if you are greedy for money because you want to create this amazing something, uh, leave a legacy and help with the environment and feed and solve the starving issue and world hunger. That's what I was looking to say. Yeah. <laughs> of world hunger and create amazing, amazing things. Uh, then how is your greed for money, if you go about it in the right way, a bad thing? whereas someone who is just like "Mm, I want all the money and I'm going to get it however I need to get it uh so I can have more yachts more houses more holidays etc 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 and not use my money for anything good Mm -hmm. Uh, that could arguably be negative karma and all my reading um about Astaire there was sort of this emphasis on so like hoarding being bad and minimalism being good and that if we are hungry to earn money, then what are we doing with that money? Are we buying food that we throw out because we don't eat it because it's in our fridge? Are we buying stuff we don't need or are we leaving it for other people? Or are we buying it for other people? That's obviously a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sort of that letting go of the things that we we want because that'll open up to the things that we need, you know, and just not going mad and keep buying things that we don't need. 
Absolutely. Or are we buying things and hoarding things because we don't want other people to have them? So we keep hold of them ourselves. Uh, Whereas actually, if we were to let them go, we make space for more good things. And if we're Um, holding on to them because we don't want others to have them, that is stealing. Absolutely is stealing. A sense of the word. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, Holding on to, well, if you easy one, holding on to a relationship that needs to end, you are lying to someone, you're leading them on and and you're wasting their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it, very easy one there rather than, well, yeah, just an easy idea. Yeah. I think the time one, it's so easily overlooked, but it's such an easy example because you don't think about it. So on the mat in a class, for example, you know, you could be late. You don't realize you're stealing someone else's Zen. You know, they've got in the mood, they're in the moment and they're right by the door and in, in walks someone else and you're stealing just by being late, that timekeeping, you know, mm-hmm. comes into play there. And Yeah, and then, for instance, if you were teaching, you then have to be like, oh, well, we're doing yeah. this and da-da-da-da-da and do this and, oh, there's a space over there. And you taking that 20 seconds, if that, to explain to them is 20 seconds taken from everyone else in the room that yeah. was there on time. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't um, even think about it. You just think, oh, I'm not doing any harm. I'm 20 seconds late. But actually, yeah, it's actually affecting everyone in every way. Is that knock-on effect? What have mm. other people lost out on because of your two-minute tardiness? Yeah. Um, I think all your late yogis are listening. <laughs> <laughs> what do we, so, we love you, really. <laughs> there aren't many. There aren't many. Um, the worst, Zoom. I was going to say, online, it is just a, we're just in a Ford fold or whatever we happen to be. Might be if it's someone who might be injury prone. Is do you have any injuries? But it is definitely seems less damaging on Zoom. Generally, we're muted as well, so you're not got that disturbance of someone coming in or, or leaving. Mm-hmm. If you if we're all laying in savasana and getting into the flow in the moment, we won't notice. No, much less so. Um, it is the I always feel awful at the beginning when there's people messaging me like I can't find the link or oh. I've done this or I've done that, and I then feel very disjointed. Like I'm trying to sort someone else's technical issues, but actually I've got a screen from yes. people who were organised and ready for their class. So that I hate. I really oh, yeah. feel that discomfort. And I do feel like the people who are on time are missing out. And this person. <laughs> but then they might have been trying to be on time and it's all gone horribly wrong. It's, exactly. so hard. it's really hard, isn't it? But really, really hard. I and guess then... it's, it's the Zoom life and people are getting used to that. First five minutes of anything on Zoom, it's technical issues. <laughs> Absolutely is. And I think people are amazing because we just get on with it, don't we? Um Another way that we could steal in from someone else in a yoga class is, again, I'm going to draw on my own experience, my own style of teaching. This is not how all yoga teachers work. But for instance, I very, very, very much encourage a two-way communication. I would like you to ask me questions. I would love for you to use the chat if you need to, if you're struggling. I would love for you to unmute and ask a question. But I don't want you wasting a load of time by telling me a whole life story about it or unmuting me to tell me about something completely unrelated or it's just you need to be quick and concise because it's the other people in the class. Everyone else is hanging out in runner's pose, quads on fire, shoulders burning. (laughs) And this person's like, I'm really sorry. I missed what we supposed to do because my cat came onto my mat and then I had to carry him out of the room and then come back. And oh, then I realized the kids were making a load of noise. So I had to go back and shut the door. So I'm now back on my mat, but I don't know what we're doing. Oh, I hate it. I hate that when I'm in a pose. (laughs) And someone's chatting. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. What are you doing? And it's, I don't think that's ever happened, but. Ask the questions before we're about to go into a hard pose. Distract the teacher then delay prior <laughs> chatting you know asking all the questions oh no we've not got time for any more plank or your boat pose no no more time today <laughs> <laughs> oh no we just missed the end you know <laughs> we've got to get the boat pose in um yeah so that is also a classic sign or a classic example of stealing yeah. from others in a yoga class but then we can also talk about how much we steal people's moods it's not just time, is it? You could steal someone's mood quite easily. Um, perhaps, oh, this is very on topic. Uh, due to all of the social media fun this week, um, with uh, if a man tells a woman to smile, 
Yeah. Now, from the guy's perspective, they may be thinking they're being nice. Yeah. Whereas from a woman's perspective, she could be in a perfectly good mood and just have a little bit of a resting bitch face going on. And then they feel attacked because someone's just suggested their face isn't good enough as it is. Mm -hmm. B, they could feel like they're being looked at, watched. They could feel uncomfortable. They could feel preyed on. They could feel patronized. And all the negative emotions that come up from that, just from that one word, smile. Or even worse, smile, love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it is... It's those tiny, tiny things as to your flippant comment actually could have a horrible detrimental effect on uh, on someone's day, someone's mood, someone's life. I think it always, always goes back to we don't know what's going on in someone's head. Like how, what before that moment, the two sides of the story, the we don't know what's gone on in their life before. You could be saying that to someone who's gone through something quite horrific that started a bit like that. You don't, you don't know, you know, but yeah. Or he could just say it to someone who was like, oh yeah, I was walking along with a frown on my face. I'll cheer myself up now, you know, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's really, yeah, it's a hard one. You just don't know what's going on. No, I don't, weirdly, I don't think any man has ever said smile lug love love I don't know what that means love um thinking it's going to have a negative effect I no. genuinely don't think it comes from a, a a place of violence I don't think it does even the wolf whistling I think it I think it comes from I mean I'm trying to get in a man's head here from a appreciation of a woman yes yeah I think it is that base well if I wolf whistle at her she might want to sleep with me <laughs> but it, <laughs> but the smile love never is taken in a positive way is it no it's the wolf whistling no or very rarely I mean sometimes uh, you need a little bit of a confidence boost like, I was gonna say yeah occasionally I suppose you know if you're feeling pretty nice that day and you get a wolf whistle you're like oh, hell yeah of yeah. course I got wolf whistled I look great right now whereas if you yeah. feel like shit and you get wolf whistled you're like Pah! yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh God, it is all in context, isn't it? But then the um, elusive uh, picture of the thing that men like to send completely unsolicited again. Yes. Yes. It's coming. I mean, I say fuck on this uh, podcast. Why can't I say dick Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they probably think it's coming from a good place. They're not meaning to be offensive. I mean, yeah. I know, right? I don't think they're trying to be offensive. However, actually... I can't ever get that sight out of my head. Maybe one day we need to interview a man. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Get inside their head. Right. We just need to understand about the wolf whistle. Yeah. <laughs> the smile love and the dick pic. If yeah. you could just clarify these points. Yeah. Luckily, I don't episode. think my husband has ever sent a dick pic. To you. Well, yeah. <laughs> not to anyone else either. I hope not. No, I can't imagine Neil getting down with that. No. 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 Uh, no. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, so essentially, dick pics also don't think they come from a place of violence. It's that, oh, this woman kind of seems interested in me. Let's see if I can get laid. I'll send her the obvious thing. <laughs> uh, but that in itself will steal our mood. Yes. Although sometimes can be a good laugh. Uh, yeah, and again, you just don't know what the other person's frame of mind is when they get it. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose if I didn't know the person, I was home alone and it came and I was like, I, I might be a bit weirded out and a bit scared. But equally, if I was a bit pissed, I was surrounded by friends, we were having a laugh, we we're messaging this guy and you get it, you'd just laugh. You would be laughed off and it wouldn't spoil the mood at all. It, it, no. If anything, it might make it better. There you go. So um, I don't think we should be encouraging men to send unsolicited dick pics. However, it just always depends. And it's thinking about, it's kind of thinking through the steps of, okay, well, is this kind? Is this true? And am I actually wasting someone's time? Am I I, uh, stealing something else? Am I going to affect their mood in a negative sense? Um, You could, I would say that adding to someone's, day by saying smile love and they take it in a really nice way or giving them a wolf whistle that person had added to your life Mm -hmm. in a way it's increased your energy your positive energy 
and it's the same with anything isn't it like when you're in the in your yoga class and you get a pose for the first time or someone notices that you've got a little bit better at a pose or you you know and someone next to you's like oh my god that was really good or whatever and congratulates you or you know you've they've increased your energy and improved your energy and it's it's a really good feeling so it is always making sure it comes from a kind place and understanding that not everything you say is going to be taken the way you intend it yeah 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 so there's other kinds of stealing obviously not the physical but what about stealing people's ideas or I mean a big one these days it's like content and things like that yeah intellectual property yeah Absolutely. So there's a lovely, lovely, lovely get out of claws of this one um, on the social media front, especially Mm -hmm. is, oh, um, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. Yeah, which I mean, it's lovely, but it still hurts, doesn't it? If someone steals your stuff. Kind of. I feel like it depends on the mind frame you're in. Yeah. If someone copied my post, took cropped Alex Howarth yoga out of it, copied what I said, et cetera, et cetera. There's no part of me that thinks, how dare they? Because at the end of the day, I like all of the content I put on my social media, some mm-hmm. more than others. Uh, the messages I send out, I am, I believe and I stand by. And you can't have too much yoga in the world. I love that philosophy of yours. Yeah. So if someone has taken something, even if it's a picture of me, just thought of an example where I wouldn't be happy, but if it's a picture of me and they've shared it, okay, it's probably reached more people. Hopefully it inspires more people. Hopefully it's, you know, it's like, I don't care. I just, the more people that do yoga, the better. Um, Whereas I was just, the thing I just thought of, if someone stole that picture and then we're writing things that uh, the comment was then something I really, really don't agree with that. Yeah. I think, I don't even think it would, I would be sad to think there might be people out there thinking that's what I believe. Yes. But if I never know about it, I never know about it. This is true. I guess, yeah, and it's all about the mindset of the person who's being stolen from in that way. I mean, ultimately, Alex Howarth Yoga is you. They're mm-hmm. never going to steal you physically mm-hmm. you know that hopefully they're not going to come and kidnap you or anything and make you teach their classes but <laughs> yeah your unique selling point is you mm-hmm. and that's what you've got to be proud of and the rest of it is replaceable everything well yeah like it doesn't if my instagram disappeared for life the whole thing was gone stolen from me or by instagram or whatever i would still be me it would still it wouldn't matter yeah i'd still teach in exactly the same way um, and it, it just doesn't matter. I have no attachment to what I put out there on the internet because how can you? You do yeah. not know what anyone is ever going to do with it. Um, someone could take snippets of our podcast, Dawny, and make it sound like we are absolute assholes. So, and then that's bad stealing. Like, I, yeah, that's stealing. Awesome, but... Um, but I think actually that's probably slander and we could take them to court. Yeah. But all I'm <laughs> saying is, well, there's not much we can do about it. Yeah. Someone's wasted their time doing that. Yeah. And they're also wasting other people's time. And, and so, then I, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you go. Um, the stealing of intellectual property. And a quote I read about such things was, the need to steal essentially arises because of a lack of faith in ourselves to be able to create what we need by ourselves. Oh, I love it. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Um, Well, it's true, isn't it? We don't believe in our own abilities or we're trying to copy someone else because we haven't quite found our calling yet or who we truly are. So if we look at it from a business sense, you are, well, Donnie, let's use massage therapist. (laughs) You're qualified to be a massage therapist. You just want to massage people and it's you're starting out therefore you'll do um pretty much anything to get new clients um you see a massage therapist on social media they seem to have loads of followings you really like their posts and you start mimicking them copying Mm -hmm. them it's not going to feel great on your part because they're not really going to sit quite right with you you know you're stealing them it's not going to make you feel good oh well i'm just copying this person it's not going to make you feel good uh and it's not true to your actual self i think that's it it's not 
it's just from having a lack of faith in your own ability. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. Um, whereas if you truly believed in what you wanted for your business and started to create something with its own niche, your own voice, then people will come. Mm-hmm. But trusting that is terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. But if you are your authentic self, people are going to trust you for it. They're going to trust what they see and therefore they're more likely to come to you. Whereas um, if you just put this front on, no one's going to feel quite right around you. Like, what, what is this? Who was it? I think it was Jason, Jason Crandall, maybe. Um, he does the Yoga Life podcast. Not Yoga Life, that's us. He does yeah. Yoga Land podcast. <laughs> um and I think it was him was saying that he went to a yoga class at like some festival and he'd heard good things about this yoga teacher she was meant to be really really good and he said like the the actual poses throughout the class were good but he felt really offish Mm -hmm. about her um and he just didn't feel like any kind of connection and then awkwardly because they were both yoga teachers they were in like the VIP tent or whatever yeah. and he saw her at the bar and she's like oh, you came to my class it's great to see you um what did you think and he's like mm, if I'm honest not amazing but she's also stood at the bar with like a cigarette and drinking and whatever um and it was the complete opposite of what she'd been kind of oh with a completely different voice right that was what it was with a completely different voice um and he's like, you, you're not who you portrayed on stage at yeah. all. And he's like, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's my yoga persona. And he's right. just like, and that was where he felt like the block was. Mm-hmm. He knew that she wasn't her authentic self. And therefore, it kind of put him on the back foot. And he didn't love it because he felt like he was, she was taking, stealing, copying someone else's form of yoga that she thought was correct using bunny, bunny ears. Uh Whereas actually, if she'd been her authentic self, more people would have probably enjoyed her class. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have felt like they were being lied to. It also sounds almost like she's just stealing a persona in that maybe that's not who she really is. Mm -mm. Because, yeah, to be a yoga teacher, you've got to be all round. Mm, It's off the mat on the mat you need to kind of yeah tools, or at least be practicing then yeah 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 you have to be making headway into these philosophies if you're going mm-hmm. to be a yoga teacher otherwise you are just going to come across as fake yeah which is a shame and it essentially that transfers across to any uh any what word am I looking for career um yeah it, because if you just if you fake it the odds are you're not going to get as far as if you've actually found out your true path and worked out who you are and you are your authentic self. Mm. Yeah, you won't be portraying quite the full the full package. You know, you could have, oh, I don't know, a financial advisor who's who's in they're up to their eyeballs in debt and they gamble and all of this, and they're maybe they're not going to fully be invested in helping you because they're not all there themselves. Oh, maybe. You know. True. But then you have unhealthy people who work in the health industry. This is true. Yeah. Again, would they be more inspiring or be able to offer a better service if they actually went through what their clients need to go through? Are they perhaps wasting their clients' time oh. if they don't really know what they're talking about? That's a tough one, isn't it? Because I'm one of these where I don't think like a PT has to be super fit and healthy to know their stuff but then I suppose they have to have something in their mind to help because it's not just about the way you look is it it's not just about the way they look but how can you stand in front of someone who wants to lose loads of weight and then tell them how to do it but you can't actually follow your own advice you don't know the struggles that you've not actually embraced the struggles that this person is going to need to embrace to do it. Mm. it it's really, I'm not either side and just wondering. No, like, it's a very hard one. Isn't it, it seems it's really hard. inauthentic. Yeah. But, you know, I encourage people to practice yoga regularly and to meditate daily. Does that mean I always practice yoga regularly and always meditate daily? Of course it fucking doesn't. But I also own that shit. Yeah. Um, 
So if someone said something about my yoga practice, I could quite happily say, well, actually, last week I did sod all. Mm-hmm. Whereas the week prior to that, I did loads. So it just, it always varies. But it's if I was to fake it and be like, oh yeah, I get on my mat for 90 minutes every morning before I start teaching classes, just sounds like crap. And I don't think I could ever say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, satya to that. Satya to you that. know, be truthful. Exactly, Dawny, exactly. And, and so- also, we don't want it to seem like this unattainable thing. We want people to enjoy yoga, all aspects of yoga, and realise that it doesn't mean you have to go and practice on your mat for an hour or two every day. You don't have to do that. It's just exactly. starting to let little bits seep into your life as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I think you do have to to really embrace the non-stealing thing you do it mm. does help to know where you want to go what your journey is what who you are as a person yeah because if you've figured out who you are you've no reason to take anything from anyone else time uh mood anything yeah um yeah as a real emphasis then like on like, self-reliance as well that mm. you know we should be able to provide for ourselves and look after ourselves and I mean there's nothing wrong with obviously leaning on friends and family for support but what I mean is then taking ownership for that rather than expecting them to be propping you up but that self-reliance on our own abilities and our own skills yeah I also you just made me think you've got to take responsibility for your own shit if you spent an hour of your friend's day complaining and moaning and being upset about something or someone and then you choose not to do anything about it mm-hmm. when your friend is then pissed off because in three weeks time you're in exactly the same situation and expecting them to waste another hour oh, of their yeah. day like you have to take some responsibility and be like yeah I kind of get why you don't want to waste because it is waste any more of your time with this situation I think we've all had friends who have yeah. who have done this yeah it's it's painful I think with being personal trainer yoga teacher and business coach I think it helps because I'm paid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if I have a session with someone and they don't listen to a word I said well I've been compensated energetically for it they've not stolen your time because they pay for they paid for my time yeah. so that's very different I always think that yeah. um whereas if it was a friend yeah. who not expect because that first time I'm always I'm there as a friend yeah. maybe they even get a second freebie yeah the third time however <laughs> some real home truths are gonna have to come out like I'm not oh doing God. this again you've just made me realize how much time I've been stealing from people about my indecisive paint choices I you mean know. that message yesterday it didn't really take I mean seconds. not just that message though it's been, it's been months <laughs> <laughs> To the point where um, my husband now doesn't care. <laughs> I could do whatever the hell I like to the house. Isn't that really what you always wanted? Have you just been oh, wearing him down on purpose? I guess so. But now I don't even get the opinion of like, oh, do you like this or this? I don't care. Doesn't the care. Answer. I've stolen so much of his time and energy trying to get him to choose different colours that are <laughs> in effect all the same colour greyish. Um, <laughs> Is that green oh, beige? Yeah. yeah, green beige, <laughs> grey beige, bit of everything. Yeah. But oh my word, you've really made me realise how much time I've stolen. <laughs> oh Dawny, you've used both myself. of your examples. Yeah, I've stolen next week. all of my I've stolen all that time myself as well. In my and in typical sifters. woman, in typical woman fashion, I bet you go for the first one you picked. Mm, no, I did all these paint samples and I went to the shop and I literally opened up the brochure and was like, Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Hadn't had a sample of it. Went and bought the entire tin, put it on the walls and love it. Shouldn't have wasted all those hours of putting samples on the walls. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was a good gamble. Luckily, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it's a gamble, but really you have a good eye. You yeah. have it being wrong. Yeah. Or maybe all of those hours of toing and froing enabled you to walk into the shop and be that confident. Yeah, true. So really, we can learn from this, Dawny. Next yeah. room, you have to do on your own. Next room's just going to be the same colour because I've got half the tin left. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Whole house, whole house painted in the one colour. Yeah. Uh, this is called the house of greige. <laughs> um, Jesus, poor Neil. <laughs> <laughs> what, the greige house? Yeah. Uh, he'll hate it. 
Oh, he loves it, really. Good, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I've forgotten what we were talking about before then. Um, a stayer, stealing. <laughs> Wowie. Bring, yeah, bring us yeah. right back there. Bring us right back. Uh, oh, stealing time from friends when we talk yeah. about the same thing over and over. That's what we oh, were talking yeah. about. And we do need to be aware of it. But we also need to have the balls to tell our friends and be truthful that this is not okay. And if mm. if the if it was flipped, then you know we would they would never do it. They would never expect us to do the same, and vice versa. Um, yeah. it, it is really tricky because everyone has issues. Absolutely, everyone goes through trauma. Trauma. That's a mix of tra- trauma and drama. Yeah, good trauma. Much like grage yes yeah uh so today we're merging words yeah um everyone goes through bad spells uh and of course we need to talk to our friends about it but it's the continual complaining without changing the situation oh it's the inaction isn't it yes and so if you have chosen to not take action on something then you need to stop complaining to your friends about it mm-hmm. or trying to get their opinion on it. If you have chosen to sit in inaction, then stop complaining about it to your friends because you are stealing yeah. slash wasting their time. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really important for a, a healthy friendship and relationship and own your shit. Just be like, you know what? Lean on Satya, be truthful. It might not be what's great for me. I might not feel good about it, but at the moment I have chosen to do this. Mm-hmm. As we were nicely uh, interrupted by um, pizza being cooked in the background in your house. Mm. Should we talk about stealing food? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Are you going to turn around and get a bit out of the oven before he comes back? (laughs) Ossie's very lucky because most of his food contains gluten, whereas Uh, I can't eat that. Um, However, uh, there is a bit of me that dies if I offer food to someone and they actually take it. Well, truthfulness should come into play there, shouldn't it? Why did you offer it in the first place? Manners. Yeah. Silly manners. The My silly parents manners. pulled me up with. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, truthfulness pays. But stealing yeah. food. Oh, jeez. I mean, we should from, shouldn't actually steal it, should we? But No, no. It's that, um, again, another episode of Friends when um, Joey steals her pudding dessert. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant one. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I'm probably so bad at this. If there's something like that I've got a weakness for, some kind of chocolate in the cupboard, it's not staying. Oh, I'm so bad. This is, this is so bad to admit it, but, you know, I do. I'll pinch it and then I'll go buy new ones, a replacement. Yeah, I think but I've really, done that in the past. That's that's stealing. Yeah, it that's, is. That's naughty. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah um, it, sharing a house with someone who isn't your significant other, you know, there's a clear fridge split. and just taking the oh it's just a little bit of milk or it's just a little bit of butter or whatever it happens to be but that could have a knock-on effect of they're then short for some reason and that then ruins their day it seems tiny whereas actually if you're you take the time to say I'm at milk and I'm making a cup of tea is there any chance I could have a bit of milk that creates trust Mm -hmm. whereas if every time you steal something as small as um, a piece of milk, a bit of milk or a piece of butter or whatever it happens to be, a slice of bread, uh, you're breaking down the trust between the two of you. And also off the back of that, you will then assume that everyone else does the same because we justify our bad behaviours by assuming yeah. and pre- like, uh, pretending that everyone else does it. That's why um, people who cheat assume that their partner is cheating too. Yeah, get paranoid themselves. And get really, really paranoid because they assume that everyone is doing the same behavior yeah. as them where often they're not talking about stealing food you suddenly made me think of our friends again uh, Ross's the... sandwich <gasps> oh my god you that whole stealing out of the fridge the office fridge yep and he had a complete I mean, mental breakdown and I then he had never to go... do that yeah yep no and uh, you can just see the knock-on effect of just eating a sandwich it seems so simple but that was just yeah. enough for Ross tipped him over the edge and that's but that's it though isn't it I suppose that's where the line is like I would never go in the fridge in an office and steal the sandwich but if I've forgotten some butter would I take a bit of butter possibly probably probably yeah so how are we going to practice non-stealing 
I figure we need to start with, as always, a mindfulness practice. Can I say this enough? Probably say every episode, won't I? Um, we need to be aware of when we're doing it. When, we, when are we wasting someone's time? When uh, are we making plans when we know full well we're going to cancel? Are we not replying to someone and they're actually waiting on our response and that's wasting their time? Um, are we being indecisive? Are we li- not lying? What am I saying? Are we stealing and ruining our own mood or anyone else's mood? And it's just being aware. I always think looking at yourself first, mm-hmm. which obviously requires an element of truthfulness. Um that is the, the best place to start. However, you could also look at when you are triggered or annoyed by someone else's behavior. Yeah. It is very powerful because we notice that more. It's a good reminder to us. Yeah. Like, wait, where, if, what have they stolen from me right now? Have they stolen mm-hmm. my mood? Have they stolen my time? Because the odds are when someone steals something from you, you will feel it. Yeah. Um, it's, that all we were talking about food and how you're breaking down that person's trust. Mm-hmm. Are you stealing the trust of someone? Um, yeah. Also, so, stealing from your future self. I mean, food can come really well into here. Like, why did you throw that diet out the window for that one lunch thing that you didn't need? Yeah. You've stolen some of your goal from your future self. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I think looking at yourself, uh, meditate on it, make sure you are practicing your meditation or mindfulness meditation or your mindfulness full stop to make this stuff easier. Mm-hmm. But also looking at where you're triggered and irritated by other people because the odds are they have done some kind of disservice to you and stolen something of yours and you will feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's often where you notice it. And if they've done it to you, where are you doing it to someone else? Yeah. 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 So that would be where I would start with it. Gosh, yeah. Oh, it made me suddenly think of actually a physical stealing. So, um, oh, so my husband's been a victim of fraud and they've stolen money. But also, it's not just money, it's time. Mm-hmm. And like, we can get the money back. That's not really a big issue. The banks are great with that these days. Like the online fraud stuff, like you report it, you know, clearly buying things that he wouldn't be buying. I mean, why is he shopping at boohoo.com? That's, that doesn't that's not him at all um also there was a there's a new bed on there we definitely don't have a new bed i'd love a new bed but no that <laughs> no. wasn't wasn't us um but yeah that it was also stealing the time it stole his time and energy and you know mood to suddenly find it puts you in a bad mood makes you worried makes you wonder what's going on why is this money gone from my account you know then you've got to spend time on the phone to the banks and then they phoning you back with more and more questions and it just yeah, it does steal, yeah. it steals trust as well then in yeah. buying online. Buying online, internet banking, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. yeah it's horrible because the trust is then gone. Yeah, yes. The knock-on effect of it is crazy. Really, yeah. really is crazy. Much like lying, the knock-on effect. I think that's that's what, what we all have to consider, isn't it? The, the knock-on effect. We can think something's so little, we are stealing five minutes of someone's time, but that knock-on effect is huge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think owning your shit is, and if you notice that you've wasted someone's time, you've uh, perhaps hurt them due to stealing something from them, not physically, mentally, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, then apologize and own it. Just, I'm so, so sorry that this mm-hmm. happened. So whereas if you were to miss an appointment, you would then pay for that missed appointment because uh, you've wasted someone's time, much like if it's a friend, if you're wasting a friend's time, call out yourself and apologize for doing so yeah. because it, well, it undoes the negative karma. So it helps at least, but um, yeah, it's, it's not okay to continue to steal from your friends, your loved ones, or even people you don't know. Uh, and, and even it, learn from it. Like look how, if you've realized you've done it, you've apologized for it and then think about why you did it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, for instance, perhaps signing up to too many work events, social events, whatever it might ha- be. If you find yourself flaking out or missing things or wasting people's time, right. What can I learn from this? Don't book in so much mm-hmm. because you know, for your sense of self, it's too much right now. Yeah. Or if you're stealing things, cause you think you're lacking in your life, like yeah, look at look at those things and work on those things yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. 
that self, that self-reliance and build it up yourself. Yeah. Find, find your own niche in a business sense, find out who you are as a person and feel confident with who you are as a person. And you're much mm-hmm. less likely to covet what other ha- others have, but is, this is a big part of uh, Brahmacharya. Um, so that, and is that one next? Is that next or is that the last one? I'll have a look at my list. That is next. It is. Oh, well, that ties in very nicely. I didn't even yeah, know. No. <laughs> that is next time. So we're all going to start thinking about how we have stolen over the next yeah. week. Have a think about that. And next time. It's Brahmacharya. Brahmacharya. Which is moderation of the senses. Okay. Um, and then our final yama is non-possessiveness. Awesome. Cool. It's so fun to say. <laughs> if you can <laughs> say them. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Some yeah, if you try and spell them out, it just goes really wrong. Yeah, we started off easy. Ahimsa, Satya and Astia. Astaya. Yeah. Astaya. Yeah, then they get a bit harder. Yeah. I always remembered Astaya by its stay. The opposite yeah. of stealing. <laughs> that's <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's how we have to think of these things. Okay, so Astaya concluded. Done. I feel like we've taken a lot from that. I yeah. always feel like we covered more than I expected us to. And really linked in with with ahimsa and truthfulness uh, and truthfulness last week's truthfulness i think it's a big big tie they all tie together oh so nice mind blown yeah (laughs) exactly um so if you enjoyed our episode please subscribe uh you can also find us on instagram at yoga life podcast yoga life podcast yeah We've also got the website, yogalifepodcast.com. You can go there. You can subscribe to our newsletter. And then we have our YouTube channel as well, where you can look at our beautiful faces as well as listen to what we have to say. Um, So you've got all of those outlets to get in touch, to uh, let us know what you think. We always, always, always want to hear from you. So please, please, please let us know what you think. Uh, If you've got questions, if you've got, this turned up in my life and uh, is it a stayer? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the other? Talk to us. We'd love yeah. to know. We um, love real life examples. Brilliant. Exactly. And definitely, definitely, definitely share them because we, if we can share your experience and other people are feeling the same thing, then it allows everyone to feel safer in their own um, experiences, mm-hmm. brings us all together. So it's wonderful and powerful. If you want to practice yoga with Dawn or myself, uh, you can head to the Alex Howarth Yoga app. Um, nice and simple. Head to my website, alexhowarthyoga.com, and everything is there. But it would be lush to see you. I think that is everything, isn't it, Dawnie? That is. Yep. Well rounded up. And we'll talk again next week. See you then. See you later.